Hey everybody, welcome to another segment of Tony's show. And tonight, tonight I'm doing a pod, a pod, and tomorrow we will be doing. I'll be doing a live stream, so it will be on at six o'clock to uh, what is this Thursday, at the twenty seventh. So we'll be doing one then, just so that everybody you know knows. I haven't. It's not that I. Uh, yes, I got caught up doing a uh, orientation. So today I'm doing the pod. Uh, there's a lot out there. There's a lot on the pod today. A lot of links, um, and I think we need to pay attention to some things. Um, I was overhearing a conversation uh, in regarding to some things I was hearing uh, in regarding to a council that was going on. I didn't say anything. I didn't interfere. And I just, just, I was paying attention for a couple minutes, and then I decided, you know, it's, I better leave. Because I was about to ready, I was about ready to get involved, and I realized that I, I needed to not get involved. You know, I figured that this is, <laughs> this, it's what it is, it's just what it is, and it's how it is, and I think, um, you know, we're, we're, again, we got to get caught up. Uh, you know, a lot of people are still stuck on stuff that we were listening to 20 and 30 years ago that may at that time have had benefit. Maybe. Maybe. Looking back is always, you know, hindsight's always 2020 when you look back and you begin to realize that even some of the bullshit we were taught back then about health wasn't actually accurate. And, and, and the guy was propagating hydrogen and, and spirulina and chlorella and all these things, which in today's times, not a good idea to be using on any level. Chlorella will actually deplete copper out of the body, opening you up for more any kind of biocidal attack. Hydrogen becomes more conductive when you get hit with 6G. It actually acts as a superconductor. People don't realize these things. And again, they get caught up on the marketing value of the health food industry. And majority of it today, and I'm not kidding you, it's about 95% bullshit today. And a lot of things that you're hearing about today in regarding to what they are propagating and perpetrating, this is where a lot of you screw up. You get caught up on the hype that this is going to make you live longer. It's anti-aging. It's anti-this, anti-that, anti-anti-anti. But none of you are connecting the dots or getting caught up in that shit. In regarding to does, how does that apply in today's time or in today's assault or in today's epigenetics. So when I take something today, I'm taking it because it works or because it's going to help me fight radiation poisoning. It's going to help me fight frequencies. It's going to help me fight nano poisoning or nanobiotech uh, integration. It's going to help me fight genetics and regarding to chem uh, uh, genetically engineered foods. See, that's how I do things today. 20, 30 years ago, I would have read these same articles and done what everybody else is doing. I'd have taken the new this and the new that. Maybe, I've ta maybe I would have taken hydrogen 20, 30 years ago. I won't do it today. Won't touch it today. You know, because today I understand the nature of these frequencies, how they work, and how 
by taking certain things like C60, zeolite, even this hydrogen water they're selling, will actually amplify a 6G frequency and or increase the capacity for the materials in the body to integrate and network and develop even faster. Because now we're not only getting what we're breathing in, we're getting what we're also loading it up with. So again, mm. I, you know, I'm realizing this more and more, and I, ha and I understand some things are going to be very hard to let go because you, most of you have been hearing the same shit for decades. Decades. So when somebody comes along and brings in some newfangled product, again, you, and again, because you're used to reading things a certain way, and you're used to interpreting things a certain way, you're not, you're not putting it together in accordance to what is going on today, what's actually breaking you down, what these things can use or utilize, and how these things can, in fact, take those things you're taking that you think is going to help you live a long time or fight off different path pathologies or going to increase cellular, cellular life, actually does the exact opposite. And, and again, I thought about that and thought about that. I thought, geez, you know, so I almost, um, I was considering not even doing the orientation because I figured what I was going to say was going to be a major, major conflict uh, in regarding to what I, what I was hearing. It went well. It went, it went pretty good. Most people were, were intrigued. They were asking questions. Some were, again, shocked. So I saw some shocked faces. There were some that were really go-getters. They were taking notes, you know, and I thought, well, this, this is the ones that <laughs> will save the rest kind of thing. Anyway, so again, it was something that I come to full circle because I don't deal with that kind of stuff that much anymore. And I don't deal with people anymore in regard, unless I'm seeing, uh, if I see somebody having a certain condition and I see the symptoms that are of this condition, I go after the cause of the condition. And majority of the time, a good majority of the time, the condition is a direct result of exposure to epigenetics. Now that could be anything today. Somebody who's been violated with the bioweapon, who's now releasing proteins and frequencies and radiation, it would be coming from a smart meter that could be attached to your gas, water, or hydro, or electricity. It could be from power lines, which we've all known about for decades. It could be from air pollutants from factories, car exhaust. It could be from the chemtrails from the sky. A lot of things now play a role in our health that didn't uh, matter much 50, 60 years ago because a lot of these things just didn't exist to the extreme they do today. We weren't around a microwave 24-7 like we are today. Today everyone's around a microwave at least you know, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week when they hold a cell phone. That's a, that's a microwave technology. We are now hitting, okay on my way to the place where I was doing the, the orientation, um, I think I saw six towers along the highway, not even not even within a um, five and a half mile, maybe six mile, five and a half miles away. Five and a half miles away, they saw six towers along the highway. 
And then when I got to the place, it was one like three blocks from where we were. <laughs> I thought, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know. So this is, this is the nature of today. This is the nature of today. And this is why some of you are waking up with all kinds of problems. Headaches, body aches, stiff, can't move, disorientated. Feels like you just can't seem to shake the cobwebs from when you wake up. You're not dreaming. You're just sort of in a half in, half out state. Or you're in a coma, one extreme to the other. Or you just can't sleep. Or you wake up in the middle of the night. You go take a pee. Can't fully empty your bladder. You go back to bed. And then you're up. You're wide awake for the next two hours before you fall back asleep again. And by that time, you got to get up and take another piss. This is all, again, we are at war. We are at war. We are at war with interdimensionals. We are at war with each other because the interdimensionals have created a dynamic on this planet that people will assault each other over some of the dumbest shit you can believe. Some of the dumbest shit you can believe. And again, if part of it, part of it, it's not our fault. Part of it, you know, we're born into this realm of shit for brain reality. We don't realize we're in a shit for brain reality. We go through a lot of shit and we still don't recognize we're in a shit for brain reality. We just think this is life, this is normal. Until one day you wake up and have an epiphany. Something stimulates you to think and realize that something is wrong here. How is it I'm going up one step and back ten? How is it for every measure of success I now have to suffer a hundred measures of failure? How is it that, you know, I make a decision and you feel it might be, you know, whatever it's coming from? And it turns, about, it turns out to be a devastating decision. This is all manipulation and mind control. In ways you and I can't even begin to fathom the length, depth, and, and width of this. But it's been here since our conception. I wanted to even talk about marriage a little bit. Because I was talking to a buddy of mine about marriage. Uh, both of us have gone through the ringer on this one. And we were both explaining some of the after after effect of going through a marriage and divorce and most men share <laughs> share that they pretty much we we both had a very similar experience we actually started we actually thought the same way afterwards you know and i won't get into those thoughts they were very they weren't very polite or nice i i will assure you but marriage has become a weapon and people don't realize that yet either. See, we both were talking and I mentioned that guy, I don't think a guy should get married until he's 50. He said, I don't think a guy should get married at all. I said, I agree with you. But if they want to get married, I said, they should write their own contract and not go through the uh, justice of the peace or, or getting a marriage license. And he agreed. And I, and I talked about this before, just to show you the weaponization that this, that this happened. This is why people don't want to get married anymore. Because we don't realize that when you get married the first time you ever do it, it's a three-ring circus. It's an incorpor you're incorporating yourself with whoever you're incorporating with, 
and you're also incorporating with the government. People don't realize that the government is now in the bedroom with you. And when you when that ends, so for whatever reason, then you are now dissolving a corporation. That's how the law looks at it. It's not that two people are falling out of marriage. They look at it, you, you are two uh, incorporated entities that have incorporated with each other and now have incorporated with the government. And now when you break away, the government now is going to get their cut. And the way it worked back in my day, if you were a male, could get erected and produce babies, you paid through the ass. Big time. Big time. Today it's a little different. Today if a woman's making more money than the guy she's paying. And back then, the women didn't have, they, if they had kids and they were below five years old, the guy literally was raked over the coal. And it happened to some women too. I'm not saying it just happened to the guys. For some women, but the percentages were, were different, like way down by comparison. But some of the women took a, got, got hit pretty hard in that too. But the men primarily. And, in, because, and why that happened is, well, let's face it, when, uh, when a marriage breaks down or a couple's ready to separate, there, there's no rationality there. Now it's all emotion and irrationality and it's all reactive. That's why we were saying that, you know, if somebody was to do that again, you, you form a contract. Because if you don't form that contract and you get into that state of irrationality and uh, emotional uh, instability, you'd be surprised <laughs> how that person you thought you knew all of a sudden becomes Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. That go, and that goes both ways. But again, the point of it all was that they created that dynamic again to destroy a relationship or a marriage which again God doesn't look at marriage as a corporation but they dissolved a corporation in such a way that the devastation that that caused not only uh, mentally and emotionally but also financially it was designed to take you out when you're young and you're younger, most of the time you're thinking with a certain anatomy that's between your legs, both men and women. As that evolves, things change. And the same and for the guys, I'm going to tell you straight out, the woman you thought you knew when you got married, that woman in 10 years is going to evolve. She's going to change. She's going to be a different... <laughs> that, that girl will have grown up. And the same thing for you women. The guy you married is also going to change. Okay? And he also is going to develop and grow up. Some do anyway. And they're going to have a whole different perspective of things. So this is why it's important that you are, like I said, in, in sync with each other. Because growing up together can be either a challenge or a challenge. <laughs> There's nothing easy about it. And in uh, regarding the babies, I'll make another comment on that. I was listening. I was listening to a gal, some gal talking about this. I think before anybody decides to have a child today, you better look around and see first and foremost you want to bring that child into this environment. Number one, 
I had somebody say, well, if we stop reproducing, the, the species ends. And I, my response was, why would you want to bring a child into this shit? And we'll have to deal with over 75 injections. And now they're going to have to get injected with an mRNA um, experiment. And then God knows what's going to happen to them. And then they're going to have to deal with a... a uh, Government interfered lifestyle. That's no. That's nothing. There's no. There's no life there. That isn't living. But anyway, um, point is, let's say things were status quo. Good idea to have. A, if you're going to have ten kids, you better have ten thousand dollars in the bank for each kid you're going to have before you have them. Because nobody's going to tell you this, but in the real world, in the real matrix. When two people get pregnant, or pregnant each other, or whatever, however you want to put it, the world is going to turn on you. Every step you take, there's a minefield. Banks are coming after you. The medical is coming after you. The government is coming after you. Even economically, your jobs. Some of you will have a job, get married, and all of a sudden lose a job. Or all of a sudden, the woman gets pregnant, and then the guy loses a job, so there's no income coming in. You better have, uh, it's called CYA. For those of you who do not know what CYA means, means cover your ass. Okay, you have to start thinking in contingencies. Just like I said, this, this pie in the sky, la la, Walt Disney reality that you're watching, watching friends and believing this is how it's going to be all fun and frolic. That's not the way it goes. Or you watch other series where you have this, you know, People are married and they have somber moments in life, but generally speaking, it's happily ever after. That's all bullshit, too. The reality is you'll, have, you'll be married, both of you will have a job, all of you will lose the job, one of you will get pregnant, and then the challenges begin. <laughs> now you got debts you got to pay, credit cards you run up, payments you got to make on the house or the car, the there's all kinds of things that will come your way to try to stress you and break you. So I'm putting this out there because the world we live in today, those things I just mentioned, it may not, marriage, it may not even be a reality in the future. Just may, they just may extract genetic code, genetic material from you and produce something that came from your loins. You never know. But that reality today is no longer here. And that reality today is still viable in the fact that the marriage was designed to destroy, destroy two people. And then you, you'll wind up on drugs and medications because you're, anti, and you're depressed and you need an antidepressant and you're emotionally unstable and you feel like a shipwrecked. That's how it's done. Some of you are saying, well, it's not all bad. No, it isn't all bad. This is true. But how is it that, if you look at the statistics, five out of six marriages from people that believe in God and go to church are in divorce? And how is it that seven out of eight marriages from people that don't believe in God are in divorce? See, the, the statistics are indicative that something is wrong with the way Marriage is done because it too has become a weapon. It's weaponized. You know, and if you look at a lot of people today that are, who are married, been married for a long time, the percentage of them that are happily married 
is next to nil. <laughs> you look at the two of them, say they've been married 99 years or whatever, and they, you look at them and they don't look happy. <laughs> they barely smile and they don't even look at each other like, ah, <laughs> I can't take anymore. Pointing this out because, like I said, we are in a war. And don't feel that because you're getting married that you're going to be, uh, you know, what's the term? Not involved. That you're going to be somehow, you know, spared the, uh, the, the war that's coming. In fact... When you get married, it seems like the war will intensify. So again, I'm pointing this out because of some of the things that I've been reading and looking at. And I'm thinking, well, there's a lot of things that nobody's really talking about. And we need to really start talking about some of the things. Because a lot of the things are tradition and faith and institutions that we have in made as an institution is going to be destroyed or corrupted. And we need to understand okay, marriage has been corrupted for a long time. You know, infidelity comes from a lot of people who are married. One person doesn't want to have sex with the other person anymore, so they go out there and decide to express their genetic code. And again, it's because of the way the institution has been designed to destroy the couple. Let me point out some stuff here today. I'm just different things I'm going to touch on. Now, again, I'll, I'll talk about these tomorrow. Tomorrow. Kind of set this up for tomorrow's show so if people want to start talking about different things. So some of the things I said may have even sound controversial, but it's a reality today. It's a, it's a reality check today. And, you know, it's best to have your eyes open before you walk into something and you have no idea, you have a, you have a concept of what you're walking into, not a reality check of what you're walking into. Just trying to think of looking what what I want to talk about first. Well, let's talk about since we've been talking about the birds and the bees, let's talk about the bees, shall we? And let's talk about how bees are now being weaponized. Sounds like a concept, doesn't it? Let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and all that. Remember that song? It's way back. Anyway, let's talk about the birds and the bees. The bees especially, they want to inject the bees with a vaccine, the queen bee especially. And they want to get into the larvae of the, what the queen bee is laying so that each bee now will carry on with this bioweapon that they're injecting. Now, the interesting thing about this is this. There's so many things that could go wrong. What could go wrong? Now, what if you inject a queen bee with this vaccine, alters her genetic code, and now you're producing a bee that normally would pollinate a field to, to sustain and maintain the food supply all of a sudden decides to devour the field instead. That's what the killer bee does. The killer bee does not produce honey. It pilfers other bees' hives and steals their honey. Now, I talked to a guy that ran an apiary down in Arizona, and he told me that what happens normally with the killer bees when they try to make a raid toward the other bees, 
all the other bees will gang up and kill those killer bees. They they just have they understand that these things are a genetic screw up. And that also was a genetically engineered bee. They took a honey bee with an African bee and they combined it together thinking they would have a bee that had, would be a lot more aggressive to be able to defend itself and produce more honey. Well, again, what could go wrong? <laughs> what, what could go wrong? You know, and now we have a killer bee that all it does is if you... If you're in this, uh, if you encroach its area, it will come after you and try to kill you. It just has this mental uh, incapacitance, to say the least. So now they want to inject bees. So what is this going to spread? Or let's say the bee goes out in the field and starts pollinating the field. So instead of pollinating the field, it's now releasing through contact, the vaccine that it was injected into it. Now the plants are getting injected with a bioweapon. Imagine that. Imagine that. You have at our, we have at our disposal a group of entities that has such a despicable hate for mankind that they are violating everything with their genetic information, corrupting creation on every level. That's what we have going on. That's exactly what's going on. And we're going to see this more and more and more. So think about this, how this would work. Bee's been injected, goes to the flower, pollinates the flower. The flower now is mass-producing a, a, uh, a vaccine or the materials to produce a vaccine. A sparrow or a blue jay or a cardinal or, or a finch comes along, eats from the seed, takes the seed. Now it affects that avian species, altering it. And you have now bugs and insects that will also uh, feed off of the flower as well or, or whatever has been pollinated. It now gets captured by other predatory insects like uh, praying mantises or spiders. They eat it. And, it and then what happens is other birds that feed off these other insects, they eat them, they get it. You got other Mammals are in the field that are also eating the things that the bees have pollinated. Now they get it. You got predators that feed on these mammals, that eat these mammals. Now they get it. You have now cows that goes out in the fields and the sheep that go out in the fields and the chickens and the goose and the ducks that go out in the fields and now they get it. And then you decide to slaughter a chicken or you eat an egg from a chicken that has eaten some of that shit and it's now inside the egg and you eat it. The perfect, perfect bioweapon. Now you have that genome inside of you and all it takes is a transmission from any frequency, from any tower or any device and now you activate that bioweapons program 
and you wind up becoming compromised or dead. Imagine that. <laughs> Something else, ain't it? So that's how you got to start to think. This is how you have to start to realize. When I tell people all the time, one thing about this crowd, I'll tell you one thing, they all knew there was no such thing as genetically modified free food or genetically engineered free food. They all knew that the food supply is corrupt to the core. It's genetically engineered or modified. That's one thing they didn't have to tell these people. They already knew this. It seems like a certain group of people are already realizing the fact that we're eating uh, corrupted food that has a corrupted genome in it. Somebody was asking me a question about uh, the jabs, contact, and so forth and so on, and if it could affect his genetic code. And I stated to him that you've been eating nothing but GMO foods all this time. They would have also ge altered your genetic code. Since the early 70s, anybody who started eating genetically modified foods has had their genetic code altered. We just don't see it, maybe, but when you look at all the health conditions that are going on, you know, makes you wonder. But I talked to a buddy of mine today, and I had an article about uh, all these synthetic sweeteners, like uh, Stevia and all the rest of them, Turns out they cause they cause uh, physical damage to the body. Let's see if I can find the article here. Okay, maybe it's not there. Give me one second here. Thought I had it here. It um, it was an interesting article in the way it talked about. Um, these uh, synthetic sweeteners today, how they actually cause a major detriment in our body's health. Uh, brain damage. They cause brain damage. I thought, are you kidding me? But uh, sure as shit. And again, what happens is because your brain needs glucose and fructose to function, it needs a sugar. Your brain needs sugar to function. And when you take that sugar out, and put in a synthetic instead that doesn't really supply any energy uh, to the brain, but rather uh, causes disruption in the, in the neurons and in, in the central nervous system and in the uh, digestive system. Uh, you know, you, you wind up, you wind up... Um, Having brain dis disorientations later on. I'm still trying to find this thing here. Um, it's here somewhere. I'll get it. So anyway, I, th and I thought that's interesting that we are now, because they've been saying this for the longest time, things like aspartame and some other of these sweeteners uh, can go in and they can affect brain functionality. They can also bra affect the... Um, um, uh, the neuron activity of the spine, some of them, you know, acetylcholine K, I think, was known to cause thymus cancer. 
um, the um, I think what was the other one? Splenda causes uh, spinal damage. The stevia caused something else too. I thought, oh, isn't that something? And that's what's supposed to be one of the um, uh, safer of the bunch. Imagine that. Imagine that. Let me see if I can find it here. Give me a second. I know it's here somewhere. I had a sense to get the show ready, and all of a sudden things have a tendency to disappear or vanish or whatever. Uh, and I know it's here. Let's see here. Oh, that's that guy. Anyway, uh, I guess if I find it, I'll post it in the link. Uh, you know, in regarding to the um, uh, the damage of these things. And again, nothing that they told us on any level really is up and up. You really have to have a um, you really have to have a, a certain type of thinking today in regarding to what you're believing and why you're believing it. Because a lot of times, a lot of the things that we are believing isn't necessarily accurate. Um, the, um, they have pretty much... Um, They pretty much, um, like I said, have weaponized everything. That, you know. Let's see, is that. Give me a second. I'm trying to. Everything's been weaponized on every level. And that's why it's important uh, to you to understand again and come back to it. Um, the uh, You have to. Like I said, really be on your um, be on your game, really. And here it is. Is this it here? Um, let's see. Oh. Oh, this was baloney here. Oh, again, I'm trying to find out where I had it. Oh, here, was it this one? No. Anyway, it was in the in one of my emails. I always get these things sent to me. And I don't always read, uh, uh, grab everything that I get either. Uh, but the artificial sweetener one I thought was an interesting um, take on stuff. And how it was, um, well, here it is. Horrifying new study indicates. Maybe a horrifying study indicates that popular sugar substance worsen your memory. Again, all this stuff like asaspirin K and stevia and and uh, uh, saccharin and some of the other ones cause brain damage because of the way they affect the glucose usage of the brain. Like I said, they they didn't. You know, it's just like with women. They tell women to eat the cruciferous vegetables. Like the broccoli and the kale and the rutabagas and the turnips and you know the cabbage and all that crap and they sell dim products and all the and not real telling women that these are goitrogenic prop uh, uh, foods that can cause thyroid damage and sometimes permanent thyroid damage. 
So if you're already having a compromised thyroid, then those are the last thing you want to be using. And in fact, you should be using iodine because it's the iodine that regulates the conversion of the estrogens in the first place. So again, they, like I said, this industry that we're living in today and all the pie in the sky and all the bullshit that they are propagating as, uh, as some wonder dunder, you know, it's majority of it's just a weapon. It's again, weaponizing everything. When you begin to realize that you are in a war and the people that are, are causing this war are, uh, are not in any way, shape, or form pulling out any of the stops and they're using everything at their disposal from marriages to bees through food substitutes that's supposed to help for those of you who may have a health condition. You know, and the, the, uh, the mythos of how they, they give a shit about you when really they don't. You know, and they really don't. They just don't give a shit about you. So we're right here. Okay, good, got a lot of time. Alrighty, let me get on to the next one. Pfizer injections, or should I say bioweapons. So they were introduced, they were interviewing the president of the Pfizer, and he basically lets out that he calls it a weapon. Imagine that. Calling your product a weapon. Well, ain't that something? But yet they were telling you that it couldn't hurt you. No harm. It will actually stop a virus. Imagine that. Let me play this so you can hear it for yourself. So that you, you'll get what is being said. And understand that we don't live in that world today that you think we're in. So you, you can get the gist of what I'm saying. We are at war. Hold on. Here we go can bring to society and the life sciences sector is composed by the private but also the academia as we saw the example AstraZeneca Oxford for example and so we saw other examples us with BioNTech for example that was with a biotech company and uh, but also reminded of us when we have these weapons these weapons these <laughs> these weapons in uh, our, these, these tools, uh, we must find ways that we, they reach all, and not only those that they can afford them. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. He was trying to make it sound like they were trying to make it so that everybody can be, have access to these in, injections. I call bioweapons as well. And the idea behind that was so that they, everyone would have the opportunity of getting killed. So there would be no discrimination. Nobody can say, well, hey, how come, you know, you didn't give me my shot. You gave it to him or her. I wanted to, sh I want to, you know, I want to die too. <laughs> 
What do you mean you're denying me that shot? I too want to die. Give it to me. <laughs> Let me take theirs as well. <laughs> what do you mean I can't have that shot? I can't afford it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Now they want to charge you to get this bioweapon inserted inside you. So, you know, I mean, things have a tendency to change. <laughs> First, they want to make sure, you know, everyone has it. Here is, here's the study. Right under my nose. So, again, you know, question now everyone will ask me, who am I to believe? Who am I to believe? What am I to believe? Well, all you can do to the best of your ability is research with the facts you have at hand. That's all you can really do. But you also have to understand when you research the facts you have at hand, you better understand as well that just because it's research, you have to also consider the source and you also have to consider who is paying for that research. Most of the NIH publications that are out there today are full of shit. All of them. Pretty much. And when people... Uh, and there's a, there's a fellow who basically has a site. And what he's done, he's collected all the NIH sites and he's published them on the site. Making it look like he's got a credible site. In fact, it's the least credible site. So, when you're understanding the fact that just because you have a study doesn't mean it's accurate. And until the study is actually tested and validated to, to show you that it's real or it has some genuinity to it, then you don't have anything. And even when you're looking at the study, you have to understand that how did they do the study? How did they conduct the experiment to get the effect that they have? Can you copy that? Can you replicate that? Can you actually uh, mimic the, what they did to get the same effect? Does that effect also apply in the real world? Does that effect also apply with the fact that we're being exposed to high levels of different frequencies? High levels of genetics? High levels of nanoparticulate pollution? See, if they're doing studies based on some minutia, they've exposed them to, you know, piss water. So when they gave them this product, it actually helped them against piss water. Okay, how many of you are drinking piss water? See, that's the, this is the question at hand. How many of you are drinking piss water? How many of you are drinking, you know, uh, distilled water, tap water? Uh, reverse osmosis water. How many of you are drinking any of this? You know. See, or how many of you are drinking some special water that's going to put a red S on your chest, blue underwear, leap tall buildings? Does that work with today's epigenetic exposure? Does that work today with whatever? Genetics. 6G. 5G, 4G, 3G, 2G. Does it work with genetically modified organisms? Does it work with 
or will it have an effect on organ failure, cellular failure, DNA failure? Is it going to work with or work for you in regarding to having a bioweapon inserted inside of you? Is the bioweapon going to alter the DNA to such a degree that this isn't going to do anything except make your wallet lighter? So that's the question you need to ask. That's how you do critical thinking. That's when you start looking at that product and see what, how they actually did the testing on it and then see how it would apply in the real world. Sometimes the only way you can find things out is by taking these things and then to whatever you've been exposed to to see if it actually does anything that's not just placebo. Just a concept, just so that you understand what I'm talking about here. A lot of things I know is because 40 and 50 years ago, I was reading about a lot of these things. But even the information I was getting back then was not complete. It wasn't complete. This herb did 25 things for the body, but yet I wasn't told that in that 25 things that it did, that it had to have XYZ with it, or it had to have ABC with it, or it had to have 123 with it. You know, this came later as you, you do your trial and error. People ask me all the time, you know, can, is there a herbal school that you would recommend us go to? I would tell you, it doesn't matter where you're going to go. I'm not sure which are the credible ones, but majority of them are in a cult-like thinking. And again, they don't apply what they know to today's conditions. They still believe that there are funguses and bacterium and yeast and other things going on out there. And they're treating those things, which they may be successful in reducing. But then, the stuff comes back again. This time worse. Because the cause wasn't dealt with. Treating the symptoms was. And majority of these naturopaths and herbalists today do not understand that we're dealing with operating systems. They just think you're dealing with heavy metal. And that's where a lot of you are going to have to educate them and let them know something that can self-repair, self-assemble, self-replicate is not just simple metal. Something that can construct itself, something that can uh, evade uh, or adapt to an environment when it's being assaulted, something that can uh, duplicate itself. You know, it's important that you understand, again, what we're dealing with. We're dealing with an intellectual uh, synthetic biology. And again, if the people you're dealing with do not understand synthetic biology or what it really means to have a synthetic biology, they are not going to be able to help you. So this is where it's important that you start, to, when you do your research, how is this stuff applied? How is this stuff being applied? You know, this is how you have to understand what's going on. If you don't get, if they don't get that, and if they don't see that, and they're just listening to the internet, 
and listening to and being and parroting whatever whatever is being marketed, you'll never ever get fixed ever. Because all they're doing and all they're saying is what everybody else has said. You know, people tell me all the time they've heard or seen some products, and they think it's a cat's meow. And I go look at it, and the first thing I look at to see what it is what it's supposed to do, and then I reference how is it going to work in today's time. How are these molecules that they're selling you, how are these antioxidants that they're selling you, how are they going to work at, in these times? Is an extraction of an extraction of an extraction going to make it more efficient? Or is it going to create a bigger imbalance? Questions you need to ask. You know, it's important you pay attention to what's going on, you know. Um, I want to play this just to give you an idea of how much bullshit we've been, again, dealt with in regarding to our government, especially the Canadian government. Canadian government has absolutely no credibility whatsoever. None. None. And anybody who still believes that the government today in Canada has any kind of credibility, you need to get off the Walt Disney Channel and get a reality check. And you need to quit obeying like a puppet and start paying attention. Hold on one second, let me play this. It's an oldie. Here we go. All cause mortality by weak and blue. Um, as a function of time, and we see that it just continues throughout the COVID period. It's very, very similar to what's ha been happening before. Now the, the, the zero on the y-axis is visible on the graph. And what we did is we added in red what it might look like if the story told by the government scientists were true, that there would have been approximately one million extra deaths during the COVID period. So if we distribute those one million deaths uniformly in the weeks of the COVID period, that's what that's what the result would look like. So they're saying that this is you, you have to you have to wrap your head around this. The government scientists, including Theresa Tam, the chief health officer of Canada, are saying that if they had not applied all these measures, there would have been a million extra deaths approximately. And therefore they're saying that the all-cause mortality would have been up in the red there, okay? And because of all their measures, it brought it down to what it was. Well, what it was is what we see in blue there. That's the real data. So this is the shocking thing. How can all these complicated measures applied at different times and different types of measures have produced an effect such that you bring the all-cause mortality down to basically precisely what it would have been if there had been no pathogen and no measures whatsoever. In other words, there's a continuity there. Now, that, that is an incredible coincidence because you would think that if, if measures are allowing you to reduce those deaths, then why would, why would they produce exactly the same result and not something in between? The probability that you, that you, that you come down to the same level within 3% of the total is is ridiculously small if you're thinking of the complex process of all these measures to bring those deaths down okay so 
this their proposal that there could have been a million deaths or a lot more deaths if we hadn't done all these wonderful things is completely ridiculous i mean they should be laughed at people should appreciate that these government scientists with their bogus models using the bogus statistics of covid-19 deaths are just talking complete nonsense mm -hmm. this has to be appreciated this this shows you the degree to which the narrative is fabricated we've saved you from this horrible situation well let's look at let's look at what you've actually done here you're saying we would have had all these deaths and in fact we have something that's virtually not different from what is predicted historically if you look at what actually occurred in terms of deaths there's a big peak right after the pandemic was announced some peak you know overall 3% more but it hasn't nothing really has happened and this is not surprising historically because the second world war didn't cause such a big effect the you know the great depression and its and its fallout in canada didn't cause such a big effect nothing like this nothing like this is seen they're just they're relatively small anomalies these huge societal and and social economic events and here we have the government claiming that this virulent pathogen would have would have just decimated us in this way basically doubling all cause mortality of all causes uh if we had not urgently acted in this way you 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 have to really appreciate how crazy they're being how, how they're just telling us something that is completely unbelievable on its face and the media are just swallowing it and reporting it and people don't know to question it and are being um frightened and told repeatedly that this is reality and it could not be further from from a reality that is realistic let me put it that way <laughs> what imagine the government lying to you government wouldn't do that would it just a thought <laughs> just a thought i don't know like i said are you going to believe them when they come up with the next pandemic are you going to run around with a with a you know body condom this time we're not going to cover your face oh no you got to cover your whole body you got to you know you women got to walk around with a thing over and cover everything just your eyes only and they need to be worn with goggles and you need to wear earplugs and you're going to have to wear a mask that covers all the way down your toes past your nose and everything else you going to believe that you guys are going to have to wear a space suit and you know you can't even have sex unless you have your space suit on and you going to believe that this makes you wonder makes me wonder how many people are going to believe that <laughs> you know i'm i'm a little bit of a skeptic i just have this uh, uh this capacity to be very critical of my my assessment on things and when i see <laughs> what i've just seen you know and what i'm still seeing it uh <laughs> it's funny i put in here as well a video uh in regarding to weaponry and how they're going to be using ai in in war and i got the link on here so you can all see it 
like I said, there's a verse, I believe, in Revelations where it talks about how the believers will be hunted day and night. And again, I, I don't know where it is. I, I got to try to find it one of these days. And it says they will be hunted night and day. And those who are hunting them will neither need sleep or food. Well, this will give you an idea what that's talking about. You'll see the the machine pretty much automate itself, position itself, and again, it allows the soldier who's somewhere else to basically play an arcade game with war and having these tools at, at their disposal. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine when AI decides to take over the military-industrial complex uh, in regarding to... The toys that make noise. Imagine that. <clears throat> you know, just imagine that. It's interesting. Anyway, I, I'm going to leave with one more thing I believe about disasters. You know how they're always talking about we got global warming and we're going to have a global shortage of food and there's going to be 20 million people dying and 30 million people dying and another million dying and this one's going to die and they're all dying dead and dying and whatever. And they say, the vulnerable will be hardest hit. You ever read that? The most vulnerable are the hardest hit. How should we define vulnerable exactly? What makes you vulnerable? Good question, isn't it? If the vulnerable are going to be the hardest hit, what is vulnerable? So I put some things here to make you, you know, think a little bit. Those who are so far out of touch with the current matrix, you can never integrate them into it. Are they the most vulnerable? Those who refuse traditional ways for the current, uh, refuse to let go of the traditional ways for the current cluster, uh, are those the ones that are going to be the most vulnerable? Those who refuse to uh, surrender, um, you know, traditional, traditional lifestyles, uh, for the current matrix, are they the most vulnerable? Those who believe in God and will not compromise to become electronically integrated, a peripheral for, uh, peripheral surrounding uh, their autonomy or, or their faith. You know, are they the most vulnerable? Are you a Christian? Are you a Muslim? Are you a, a Hebrew? Are you a Hindu? Vedic, Buddhist, Native, some other belief system that believe in a believe in God in some form. Okay, the three main faiths, and I shouldn't say the main faiths, but the three religious institutions that are out there that believe in a singular or monotheistic system. Are you vulnerable because you won't let go of God? Just my throwing it out there, just throwing these perspectives out there. Those who are ethnically and culturally different, are they the most vulnerable? They normally talk about Africa, how Africa is going to suffer, you know, these huge famine deaths in Africa, or South America, or India, maybe China. China, not so much. China's become more affluential, so now you don't hear so much about China. China now is in the world of the matrix, and they are making money, you know. Those who are in the status of poverty, uh, poverty based on today's standard of wealth, 
See, today to be wealthy, you have to own mansions and boats and yachts and corporations and banks and whatever. So if you don't own all this shit, then are you vulnerable because you're considered impoverished? Not making a six-digit income. You're not making a high six-digit income. You're not making seven digits. Are now, are you considered vulnerable? So how, what does that actually mean when you read that? How do you, how do you take that? Are you vulnerable? You know, uh, are women that have children, are they vulnerable? Or are they an inconvenience? Because they're poverty, are they an inconvenience? So now we're going to wipe out all these poor people that are dependent on handouts that the government has created to capture these people in a position where they can no longer function for themselves. Are they vulnerable? You know, or have they been made that way? Those that believe in God in any form or fashion, you know, they who would conflict would conflict with the current New World Order genre. Are they an inconvenience now? Have they become an intolerance that they will no longer tolerate? Those who refuse to uh, surrender traditional ways, people that live, who live in these cultures like the Hansas and the Natives and perhaps Mennonites and Hutterites and Amish, who live a more traditional way of life, based on either their culture or their faith, are they now going to be intolerated? They're not, going to, they're not going to tolerate them no more. Is this what that means? You know, that they, because they will not surrender who they are and what they are for the New World Order, are they going to be hardest hit? Are they going to wipe them out with a tsunami or a tornado or a, uh, a uh, hurricane? You know, they're going to fly over and drop some sort of bioweapon on the, on the societies there. They, again, an expediency to get rid of. Those who are so far out of touch with the current matrix, you can never integrate them into it. People like myself who want nothing to do with the system. You know, I would become, in the, are they, we become intolerant to them. Now they have to get rid of you. How do we define that? Just think about that. It's an important, these are important thoughts to, to understand. And then for those of you who are still following the Catholic beliefs and the Catholic system, the Babylonian system I call it, the Vatican now is refuting the need that they have gotten these injections and they want to now step away from because of the problems they cause. Imagine that. The church was advocating, get your shot, you know. It's a kind thing to do. It's a loving thing to do. God would want you to do this kind of thing. Get your shot so that you can protect your fellow person and fellow man and fellow woman and just do it. God, you know, God loves you. You want to love your neighbor as your son and all that horse shit. Again, a sales pitch. Manipulating the truth to maneuver people into a lie. Now the Catholic Church is trying to step away from all this. They have blood on their hands. The whole papal hierarchy has blood on their hands for what they've done to their own parishioners that they have eliminated and caused great deal of death 
and devastation too. You might want to read this. You know, and again, if you've had any other kind of uh, minister, whether you're born again, Protestant, whatever, <clears throat> telling you should have got the shot, never listen to anybody on a pulpit until you validate, verify what the Bible actually has to say if you are a true believer. You listen to people, but you test the spirits and you test all things and hold fast to what is good. I don't believe nothing until there's something to substantiate, and that's how the rest of you should be as well. I almost forgot. Yanni has done a video, and I want to point this out. It's near the end. Uh, usually I present this in the beginning, but you would have forgot it by now anyway. Yanni has a new version, his version of the spike. Does a very good presentation about the spike. He goes into expl explaining it. He goes into explaining how you can manipulate the rate and speed. He goes in, and again, for those of you in, who are in Europe, this could be a good thing for you because again, if I have to send my version of it over there to Europe, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yanni's a little bit more um, aesthetic than I am, so he does things in a different way. Both both of them work. Both work well. But Yanni has done a presentation, so again, I'm encouraging you all to look at the prese presentation on the spike that he has, will present, and he explains it really good too. So the links are there, and I encourage you to go check it out. Alrighty, I think I'm pretty well past my time. Uh, probably am now, as you were, yep, by about five minutes, okay. So I timed that pretty good. Alrighty, as I always say at the end of these shows, read the Gospels, read what Jesus had to say. Read what he did, how he did, what he said, who he talked to, what he, what he exemplified. Read the book of Revelations. That is the playbook. I don't care what you believe. I could care less. To be honest with you, I don't give a shit what you believe. But I would encourage everybody, even if you don't believe, to read that book specially because that is the playbook. That's talking about an interdimensional war that is coming, to, if it's not already begun on this planet. As you can see, the war has already begun and they've assaulted mankind already with bioweaponry and technology and frequencies and, and nano and genetics. And this is about to get going to a new level of warfare that we... Uh, need to be aware of and be prepared for it. So again, I tell everyone to read the book of Revelations for that reason. You are about, we're about to get into something major, interdimensionally, and that book will give you a pretty good heads up so that you can better prepare for what's coming. That's my thought on it anyway. So again, encourage you to read that. Read the, read the New Testament. Uh, those who understand the New Testament means the New Covenant. I would encourage you all to read that as well. And to do the best you can, if you are a believer, to sustain, maintain, and grow. Alrighty. Uh, on the top of the page here, there's also people like Yanni and myself who, who are trying hard to help people uh, come up with solutions for their health. Uh, you got Sherry up there. You got Fiona. You got myself, Yanni. You got, uh, oh, geez, well, there's Shai um, in Israel who does this thing there. So again, you got Fire Medic who can help you guys with uh, radiation and understanding Bluetooth radiation. So again, you got a lot of people here that are very informed and very skilled and very experienced. So take advantage of that. Uh, if you can help any of them financially, please do so. 
if you can't, for whatever reason, because of the devastation that they created, then I would encourage you all to, again, rebuild, regrow, become more autonomous, don't, do, don't rely on a job, develop your own uh, means of taking care of yourself. But until then, share the message. Share it with everybody. You never know who you're going to reach. You never know who's going to get something out of what here. And again, you may understand and see what is really happening with everybody too. And like I said, you got, op you got opportunities to find all kinds of people who are experienced. Fiona just did our workshop the other day, yesterday I believe. So I think she'll be, you got the second part coming tomorrow. So if you haven't found it, yeah, go on the site. There's a link there that you can get a hold of her to um, catch the second one if you didn't catch the first one. Alrighty, you know, uh, share the message. I always say at the end of these shows as well, we are still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So till the next segment, to your health, take care. <laughs>